0: This podcast is a part of the Benview Network. You can find this and other podcasts like it at benviewnetwork.com. This podcast often contains controversial or mature topics. You have been warned. Hello and welcome back. We have just finished moving our spaceship to the nearby ridge. Unfortunately, we had to lose a lot of stuff because uh, pushing heavy metal up a slope is difficult.
1: Now I can't work out anymore.
0: Yeah. Um, other than your zero-G weightlifting set, Paprika, what do you regret having to leave behind?
1: Well, that was a big one right there. I miss my um, solar sailing kit. <laughs> where? Uh... Do you know about this? Do you know about this sport?
0: The sport of solar sailing? Yeah, yeah. of course I do. Okay. Um, I have a rather good collection of uh, solar sailing boat shoes (laughs) that I had to leave behind, and I'm not happy about that. That took me a while to collect.
1: Which I still think is extremely pointless, solar sailing boat shoes. You're going so fast, your feet aren't even on the ground in space. Why are there boat shoes... Why are there sa- solar sailing boat shoes? Because
0: I'm looking good while I'm doing it. That's why.
1: Is that really the only reason?
0: Something that you have zero concept of, which is why you always look. No, like a
1: explain to me the importance of solar sailing boat shoes. It is a abysmal. It
0: is a honored and great tradition.
1: No, no, no. I'm not just talking excellence. about aesthetic.
0: Well, the that's aesthetic all I'm talking about.
1: Why don't you tell me about the actual use of these shoes?
0: Looking good. I I don't know what the problem is. Are they is
1: magnetized? Here.
0: They look Are good. they
1: efficient?
0: They're very efficient at making me look good <laughs> And it was okay. a very expensive set that I'd leave behind but I place our safety and our ability to get these transmissions out above my stylish looking solar boat shoes
1: what he's what he's failing to mention here is that the, these these solar sailing boat shoes weigh about 50 pounds each and that's why we had to leave them behind.
0: I I don't see how that's relevant to uh, this discussion, but very well. Well,
1: Other than the complete uselessness of these shoes, it, it, you know, nothing.
0: Welcome back, everybody, to Raygun Readers, episode 25. I don't know. We are revisiting the third, or we're doing our third installment of the classic sci-fi. For anyone who doesn't know, the entire Worlds of If catalog has been uploaded to the Internet Archive at internetarchive.com. Org, I believe, and all the art, all the stories are up there. Which we've
1: I, we've been endeavoring to find some of these on our own,
0: but it's difficult. it's
1: difficult. So when we don't find them, we're probably going to refer to this this archive.
0: And that's helpful because reading from the old books, uh, they're falling apart. They're you know forty fifty years old, and uh, it's just very very dangerous to use them. But if anyone wants to read along now, uh, you can you can look these up. So we'll tell you kind of what issues they are, what stories they are, and you can find them for yourself. We can
1: probably put a link in the description. Yes,
0: I will be doing that too.
1: Are you also going to put the correct video number in there at some point?
0: I always put the correct video number. I may say the wrong one, but it's it's titled correctly. Okay, whatever. Yeah, no. I don't care. No, clearly you do because you brought it up. Okay, so this week's episode is from the Worlds of If... Uh, issue i'm just scrolling to the front page here
1: man it's gonna be good when we um when we get off this ridge and off this this stinky planet and not don't have to read stories anymore
0: yeah i wonder when that's gonna happen so this is worlds of if fall issue of 1986
1: 86 is that Good? A good year?
0: Well, 78's the good, but again, um, these have all been uploaded to the Internet Archive. Typically, that means they're in the public domain at this point, or the copyrights have lapsed. Again, if any, if we define them.
1: Right, so if we're in in, in an infringement zone, then so is this archive, basically.
0: Uh, Well, certain portions of it. But typically, stuff doesn't get uploaded just for public consumption freely if it's, you know, copyrighted. Like, you can't just upload a Stephen King novel. And be like, here you go, because, you know, you have to buy it. So, uh, Uh again, if if we're infringing, please let me know, and I'll take this down. It's not my intention to make money off of this or anything. But yes, this is the 1986 Worlds of If Fall. And we are reading the short story called Cloudscape, starting on page 53.
1: And there's this lovely picture of a, a monster with four eyes and bat wings. And it looks like it's... Uh, it looks like a person that's laying down.
0: It looks like a ant person, like a flying ant person. It's by Carrie Schaefer. art by Vincent DeFate. Relayed, relayed. That's gotta be a, That's gotta be a Lovecraft, a uh, Lovecraft.
1: Not necessary. Not everything's about Lovecraft.
0: I can't even say it. A Lovecraft reference. Um, that's so close to the word relay. Don't think it. In- don't say it. It's, dude, it, that's got to be Lovecraft. Lovecraft? Lovecraft. Lovecraft reference. No,
1: it's Loveclash now.
0: <laughs> love He's got the Loveclap. Relayed, drifted in the breeze, fully unfolded and nearly transparent. While skimming above the cloud fields, dropping down occasionally to absorb a choicer fleck of moisture-coated dust, he watched the roiling top of a fresh bulge of greenish cloud as it poked its way ominously through the opaque gray haze below. Such an upwelling could mean danger, storms brewing in the lower levels. And sometimes, darters hid in such places, their denser bodies less likely to be damaged by the turbulence. A darter could be a threat, even to a full-grown adult like Riled. Thinking, with resigned irony, that the best grazing always seemed to be in the most dangerous spots, Riled settled down on the ridge of atmospheric density, defining the top of the misty blue-gray cloud pasture. Oh, man.
1: Wow, that sounds awesome. Getting
0: back into these um, very
1: why'd you read two paragraphs?
0: Sorry, I was just kind of gotten enraptured there. My my fault. Yeah,
1: it's, it's pretty cool so far.
0: It's I mean definitely paints a picture. So we have this kind of like bug humanoid thing that's feeding on moisture mm-hmm. and uh, seems to be in a and dangerous. And he seems position. to live
1: within a layer of the his his planet that has dense gases, which allows him to float
0: hmm yeah.
1: And that's where he lives. That's what it seems.
0: That's what we got so far.
1: So that's why he's laying down. It's because he's he's floating in his ether of existence. Trying to judge how much flexibility remained in his aging body he stretched. Yes, with a little more moisture to act as a ballast, it might be possible to swoop down again, joyously cleaving to the rich atmosphere of the lower clouds to return coated with nutritious particles of all kinds. The youngsters would flock around then, anxious to partake of the harvest brought up by the elder. Their approval would be warm and pleasant to feel, and their bodies, fragile almost to the point of invisibility, would sparkle brightly against his his as they fed.
0: For just a little longer, Relayed might be able to believe there was still something to look forward to in life.
1: Foolish, foolish, he thought. Attempt to dive again, and you may well. Have no more life to look forward to. Do not invite your death before its time. A long ripple of resignation fluttered through his outstretched drifting veils. Wiser by far to dismiss all thoughts of diving again. Oh yes, far wiser.
0: Better to cling to what remained of life. Let some other adult feed the young. The segments he had ruptured in his last dive had only now healed and begun to function properly. He chided himself yet again for having taken such a chance. So, he's old. He's an old man. One, it's <laughs>
1: You darn kids don't know what it's like below the clouds.
0: <laughs> you try diving and not getting killed every day. Uh, so, like in a insect hive, it's very dangerous, and it's all about feeding the young, and we're getting a bug's existential crisis on, <laughs> I'm old and I gotta feed people, but I don't wanna... Uh, not He's much. He's a else pretty to say. bug, though. He is a pretty bug. He's a pretty bug.
1: Keeping at a safe, different distance from the bulging green cloud top, Ryled fed swiftly. Not so much hungry as thirsty for the moisture condensed around. The individual solid particles, the, bru- the blue-gray cloud field, stretched endlessly around him in all directions, here and there, rising in contorted configurations, that slowly changed their shape as pressures and densities shifted in the turbulent atmosphere.
0: It was the world Relaid had known all his life, ever-changing and yet ever the same. Dimly, he remembered how exciting it had seemed, with new possibilities to be found in each cloud, new tastes and textures. He tried to recapture the sense of freshness and beauty he had felt so long ago. His first impressions as a truly self-conscious adult after combination, just emerging from the group consciousness of the young flock. So marvelous had it been then. Uh, I, I do think this is also an homage to Lovecraft because of how descriptive all this is. It's putting a lot of effort I think into he's describing also... the setting and, uh-huh. descri- and using imagery to just, I mean, this is, I could see these guys busting out of Cloud City and attacking people, and that would be awesome.
1: Okay. I also think that, like, he's implying that their planet is drying up because he says he remembers when all of this was really bright and cool.
0: I think that just means when he was young and he was out flying and, ca- and um, being in the world outside of the hive for the first time. I don't think that means it's all drying up. Oh! <gasps> I think. I'm sorry, this story bores you.
1: Yeah, it's so boring. What? I didn't say that. Um, a tiny tremor ran through his extended veils. Life no longer seemed so new. And yet so- it was so precious. Still.
0: Verlaid let himself drift closer to the greenish cloud. Grazing was good here. He swooped through the sweet-tasting mist, keeping several eyes trained on the threatening cloud as he fed. When he finally noticed the sparkles of a young flock in the distance, he knew it was too late to avoid them. Well, let them come. He would refuse to hear their pleas. He had his own life to consider. So he's fighting for resources against a the, uh, No, the they're probably
1: going to beg him to dip below the clouds. I think mm, that's what he's saying.
0: Maybe. Hmm.
1: Feeding voraciously on the thin dust, the young flock fitted, flitted, flitted quickly, jerkily amongst the blue-gray clouds. They were hungry, very hungry. Their fragile bodies, thin and brittle with near starvation. They were conscious of nothing save their frantic search for food, their sense of group desperation... They had found no adult to feed them for a long time.
0: They saw Relayed and knew fresh hope. They had not enough o- of awareness to realize he was old. They merely knew he was an adult. He could dive and bring them the food they needed. No other consideration mattered to the group mind. Sparkling with anticipation, they flittered after him. So, I guess the young are like part of a hive mind thing and then... Yeah,
1: no, it's more like a school of fish when you're young.
0: Yeah, and then you become a bigger fish and kind of break off. Interesting.
1: Inside the swirling turbulence of the green upwelling, the darter waited, its body drawn together to protect itself from the currents, watching, gloating. Its prey was always near enough to attack, but the adult was too close. The adult might lure them away. It would wait. Perhaps the adult would move off and the drifters would come near. What? (laughs) What's a darter? Oh, I guess there's a there's a chapter break there. So a darter is something else. He's he's waiting and he's watching the adult in the school of fish. Yeah, the
0: darter is their predator. I think.
1: I think only a predator for the young, not the old.
0: Or, I mean, the old and feeble, whoever's an easy. Target. No, no, no.
1: But it's about the size, probably.
0: Maybe I don't know. Resigned to an encounter he would have preferred to avoid, Relayed went to intercept the young flock, preparing to herd them away from the danger of the spreading green cloud. They were young, they wouldn't have the sense to keep at a safe distance. It was his duty to protect them. They were fragile and beautiful with the promise of life. He felt himself expand in instinctive response, aching to be able to feed them and feel their warm glow on his failing body. But it would be dangerous to yield to that temptation." He would lead them away from possible danger. That was all. They'd have to find another adult to feed them. Hadn't he already decided that? So he's conflicted because he's fighting his uh, animal instincts, or just base instincts for survival, not just for himself.
1: The young flock saw him coming, but they ignored his warning flutters. Not comprehending their danger, they clustered around his huge body, begging entreating, their need for food clearly to be felt.
0: R'laid knew he should get them to move farther from the greenish cloud, but they felt so good rubbing against him, so warm and full of life. Their anticipation ached through every fiber of his diaphanous body. I love that word. His drifting veils quivered with sorrow because he knew he dared not attempt to feed them. Enough. He only prolonged the inevitable frustration and rejection by allowing them near.
1: Next time on Discovery Channel. (laughs) (laughs) He shook them off. He shook himself. He shook himself... And then shook them for shaking him. <laughs> he shook himself, whipping the clustered multitude of young away from his veils, warding them off with cautious flicks as they sought to come him to come to him again. Find another. I cannot
0: help you. I don't have any candy for you, youngins.
1: <laughs> that you know, he probably doesn't have a mouth. So how is he talking to them? Well, he might have a mouth.
0: Or they could have antennae or something. Uh, well, they speak through movements
1: could... like bees. <laughs> <laughs> I suppose anything's possible.
0: But the young flock ignored his silent plea, their rudimentary intelligence unable to comprehend even the concept of individual being. They sought to impress upon Relayed their corporate need.
1: You dumb kids! The shifting curtain of greenish mist, the darter watched, oh, through the shifting curtain of greenish mist, the darter watched, growing impatient at the delay.
0: Relayed looked at the young flock fluttering persistently around him, this flock held promise. It was large and bright. He hated to abandon it to possible starvation. The youngsters seemed almost bright enough to combine with another young flock soon, if they were properly fed. What kind of an adult would he be if he abandoned such a promising flock? The last flock he had produced would be about that age now, although he was sure this wasn't it. Young flocks always showed at distance, a distinct aversion to contact with the adult that had spawned them, Deseg greeted him eagerly. Okay, so that's interesting. So, why? Yeah. The Do bas- they eat their young? I don't know if they eat th- because then wouldn't he? Because he has an instinct to feed and protect the young, even if it puts them all in danger. So,
1: no, that's just a random thing.
0: Maybe that's like a, uh, it, it encourages cross pollination or something or uh, survival that, you know, even if you're not with the. Person who spawned you. Well, how you. would he?
1: How would the young even know who spawned them? It's just
0: instinct. These things are very much about tactile uh, sensation. That's my Whatever. guess.
1: Frustrated, Relaid uh, gathered himself tentatively inward, sh- shortening and folding his veils as he assessed his physical condition. His sack held almost enough moisture. He could die, but it would be tricky. His body might be old, but it would stand the strain if he wanted to. Just one last time.
0: Uh Uh-oh. I don't like that last sentence.
1: Well, what about the greenish cloud? I thought he was more worried about that.
0: I think he's trying to fight his uh, fight-or-flight instinct, or feeder fight instinct, I guess. Feeder,
1: feeder, feeder, uh, usher instincts.
0: Sure. What was life worth without those few sharp-edged moments of impossible joy? What else gave meaning to the endless grazing and drifting? Most of an adult's life consisted of waiting, preparing, gathering moisture. Without the sublime satisfaction to be derived from feeding the young, he might as well be a particle of dust tumbling aimlessly like the cloud particles on which he fed.
1: He almost had second thoughts, but then he glanced once more at the young flock. Their brilliant anticipation simply hurt too much. He couldn't bear to disappoint them. He had to try. He would try.
0: Relaide continued to fold his veils slowly, carefully, lest he tear something. In youth, it had been a quick and easy process. Now, there was need for caution.
1: As he drew in the extended veils, he began to sink. The gray-blue mist of the cloud pasture closed around him, blocking the youngsters from his sight. They couldn't dive. They were too fragile to withstand the pressures down below.
0: Relade couldn't see, but he could feel the growing increase in pressure as he fell lower. He sampled the particles surrounding him—tasty, but nothing special. You know, Burger King, but it's no Smashburger. <laughs> this this this
1: hamburger has no meat in it.
0: <laughs> this, this is animal style fries. What the fuck? <laughs> he would go lower still, since this might be his last dive. Let it be an exceptional one.
1: He tilted his edges. Uh, of the his contracted veils driving himself deeper into the atmosphere that's what it sounded like. Ugh. blue faded gradually into green, and he even thought he could make out a hint of yellow not far below. Yellow was especially good. Thick, nutritious particles permeated the yellow clouds. He, if he could reach the yellow, he could unfold and collect those particles. They would adhere to him easily.
0: So we have an atmosphere on this planet that's multiple levels of different collections of particles in the cloud form.
1: It's a, it's a pretty, it's, it's a, it's a gay planet. He's just going <laughs> through all the colors.
0: This is an LGBTQR. If you, AT&T. if you were just like,
1: it would look like a layered cake if you were to just cut into the planet.
0: You remember know those popsicles that were multicolored and multi-layered? Yeah. I'm imagining those, but a planet.
1: <laughs> this is a popsicle planet. The
0: popsicle planet. It's a very progressive planet.
1: That's why it's shaped like a popsicle.
0: <laughs> Head cannon, This planet is now popsicle shaped. But he mustn't get over anxious. The pressure had increased considerably. He felt it press. He felt it pressing in on the hollow, air-filled segments of his body. He was stiff and inflexible with age. It wouldn't take much to crush those segments. With too many destroyed, he would never rise again.
1: Oh, segments! Oh, so he's like air bladders. Okay. Yeah. The terror of an endless fall into heat and intolerable pressure was close enough to make Rololoda seek an updraft immediately. What was he going? What was he doing this far? What was he doing down this far anyway? He was an old fool. Unfold now. Gather what you can and return to safety.
0: But the yellow tempted him lower. Rich. Delicious. Always favored by the young. I'm calling this the Twinkie level. (laughs) Look, Twinkies. A bit further. Just a bit further. It wasn't as if he'd never gone this deep before. Hadn't he even touched red once? Oh, it's like Minecraft. Come on, you son of a bitch. I know there's diamond here somewhere.
1: There's no lava down here.
0: (laughs) He trembled with the thrill of that memory. It had been hot and terrible and marvelous, but he had returned, the outer edges of his veil scorched and seared. Oh, it was lava. Two segments crushed hopelessly. Two separate young flocks had come to him to feed, a rare happening. Many combinations had taken place.
1: Many combinations. They had sex. (laughs) You were young then, flexible and strong. You only had just, you had only just combined. You cannot do today what you did then. The truly wise know their limits.
0: Oh, so when the young flocks combine, do they make an adult? I guess. I think that's what they're saying.
1: No, I, I, I don't. I think they're, they're in, the, the smaller ones become individuals as they grow up hmm. out of their hive mind. I think many combinations just take place means more than two flocks.
0: Okay. Well, he said two flocks had cam, and then a lot of combinations happened at that point.
1: Yeah. So. Because more genetic material, because there were two flocks.
0: Okay. An upwelling of yellow engulfed him. He tasted. Oh, yes, this would be fine. Pinot Grigio.
1: <laughs> it's yellow. It's a white wine. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> unfolded, Pinot Grigio
0: is a white wine.
1: Unfolded cautiously Buffet. You're thinking Pinot Noir. Buffeted. Oh, okay, so...
0: Acknowledge that I said the right wine.
1: (laughs) Highlighted, unfolded cautiously.
0: Talk about the wine.
1: (laughs) Buffeted by the fierce gale. Buffeted by the fierce gale. (laughs) Buffeted? Well, he's buffeting on on algae, space algae. I
0: don't know why that's so funny. He
1: jettisoned some of the moisture he carried, becoming lighter as a result.
0: Sorry. The yellow cloud swirled upward and Relayed wrote it happily, feeling the juicy particles clinging to his outspread veils, sticking to his main body segments. He ate a little himself, but he wasn't very hungry. The youngsters would be hungry. Youngsters were always hungry.
1: The upwelling began to dissipate as its heavier particles sank back down toward more normal levels. Rylod released more of his remaining moisture. Um... Rising above turbulence, he unfolded to his fullest extent in an effort to gain altitude. A downdraft caught him, swirling him suddenly deeper. He fought to get clear of
0: it. A small segment ruptured, unable to tolerate the rapid pressure change. No matter, he could live without it. He had lived through minor ruptures before. Only if he couldn't get free of the current, would, would he be in real danger of being crushed. He fought the buffeting winds, but his reactions were slow, his body ponderous and weary, lacking the responsiveness of youth.
1: I have grown quite (laughs) weary. The young flock danced happily along the top of the cloud pasture the adult had gone below. Soon they would eat. They skimmed and sparkled in short, jerky flights, drifting slowly towards the yellow-green cloud top as they tasted richer particles scattered around it
0: the darter unfolded its stubby segments preparing to swoop
1: tenaciously angling his veils against the fierce current Ra- rico rico worked his way to the side <laughs> slipping up out uh worked his way to the side slipping out of the threatening downdraft and once again making his way upwards just like i made my way through that sentence <laughs> he had certainly lost some of his Precious coating of particles in the struggle, but that couldn't be helped. He would still have enough.
0: The mist shifted to greens, then blues. Soon he would come out on top of the cloud pasture. The young flock would see him and welcome him. He was not too old after all. He had succeeded. His ruptured segment ached sharply, but it would heal.
1: Brimming with anticipation. Uh, r- Roger. Roger. <laughs> I-, I like that. Roger. Don't put that in. I was clever enough to come up with Roger. Brimming with anticipation, Roger sailed triumphantly, triumphantly out of the blue-gray mist, seeking the flock in anticipation of imminent ecstasy.
0: Seeking for the flock in so, expectation of imminent ecstasy.
1: <laughs> Either way, he's getting off on feeding his children that aren't even his.
0: Oh, God, yes. I'm such a breadwinner.
1: <laughs> you see this? This is Bacon. <laughs> I'm bringing it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> they would eat of the rich harvest he had brought them. They would sparkle with joy and warmth as they gathered around him. Perhaps they would awaken a spark of life inside his old body, and he might even prepare to spawn again. There were so many possibilities now. They...
1: Ugh. They had not heeded his warning. They had moved closer to the dangerous yellow green cloud top. A darter flew among them, devouring them oh as no. effortless, effort, effortlessly as they devoured dust particles. Its hideous maw no. opened wide.
0: The youngins. He's killing younglings.
1: <laughs> no, he's a Sith uh, alien whale monster.
0: The youngsters stayed together, as any young flock must, easy prey for the creature that fed upon them. They could not scatter since they weren't even aware they were all separate entities. In mindless panic and shock, they flitted here and there, but not fast enough to escape the darter's swooping flight.
1: Ricky Martin, veils, (laughs) sagged in bitter despair. The flock he had meant to feed destroyed, dying. As he watched in limp horror, another youngster disappeared into the darter's maw. Fluttering helplessly, and he couldn't do nothing to stop it. And he, could do and he couldn't
0: it. do nothing to and stop it. he couldn't it. do
1: damn nothing to stop it.
0: <laughs> Look, helping ain't done nothing for none, buddy. <laughs> 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 nothing? Rochester thought, catching a sight of one of his yellow-encrusted veils. Darters seldom actually fed on adults if there were youngsters nearby. They didn't seem to like the adults' together. Skin- tougher skins. However, they had been known to pursue an adult carrying a harvest. Perhaps he could tempt this one, lure it away from the flock?
1: So I was right. They don't eat adults.
0: Um, not if there's young nearby.
1: They, they don't go for adults. That's what he just said.
0: Not if there's young nearby is what he just said.
1: Rumpelstiltskin drifted, quivering <laughs> with indecision. A darter could be dangerous. It's clo- it, if it closed its jaws on one of his veils, he c- it could tear him to pieces, ripping the tenuous veils beyond repair, sending him plummeting into the depths with no way to check that fatal plunge. He had no wish to die. He would go in search of another flock to feed. There were others, after all. They had not, they had not, for, they had not care for his safety when they had urged him to dive. Leave them to their fate.
0: Relon Musk began a slow turn.
1: Relon Musk? Relon Musk.
0: <laughs> his body heavy under the thick food particles. He turned his eyes away from the remnants of the young flock, trying to turn his thoughts away also. The youngsters should have obeyed him and stayed away from the upwelling cloud top. They should not have expected him to dive. It was their own fault. You dumbass kids who don't know nothing better.
1: But Rococo couldn't quite bring himself to believe that. After all, it was nature of the young to be thoughtless. No one could expect a youngster to be otherwise. No one could expect a youngster to be otherwise, not until after it combined with a member of another flock to become an adult. Then it would become then it would begin to think and reason, but certainly not before. Prior to that, it wasn't even a separate individual.
0: Okay, so youngsters do combine with other youngsters of other flocks to make a People. an adult. Yes. Okay.
1: There would be others. Leave them. Leave these to their fate.
0: And yet, how many other healthy young flocks had been seen recently? Surely there had been more when he had been younger, hadn't there? And how many adults had he encountered in all of his life? Not enough. Certainly not enough.
1: He simply couldn't desert them.
0: Reinhardt cut sharply down in front of the darter, coming between it and the flock. At first, it ignored him, munching on its latest catch as it angled around to make another pass over the confused youngsters. Rico Suave snapped the edge of his longest veil, shaking loose a puff of yellow food particles just in front of the creature. It couldn't help but notice that.
1: The darter whipped itself around with a horrible speed that made its kind so feared by drifters like Raymond. <laughs> <laughs> drifters like Raymond. As it twisted, Raymond swooped into a graceful arc, gaining altitude, luring the beast higher. He played with it, letting it almost catch him before he flew into an updraft. The cloud field sank further below them. The underside of the white death clouds that formed the upper limit of Ricky Martin's world were close above him now. He never dared to float this high before The pressure dropped as they climbed, and the world grew colder.
0: The darter was afraid. It hesitated, drawing its body to ward off the cold. The youngsters flickered far below, still tempting. But the adult would be good to eat. The adult was moving slower, probably tiring. The darter would catch it first, and then return to graze on the flock.
1: (sighs) They keep saying his name. Mm
0: Mm-hmm. He's the only one with a name.
1: Relade slowed down, feigning exhaustion. Exhaustion. He fluttered uh, one of his veils, almost within reach of the darter's maw, luring it on. With unexpected cunning, the creature lurched forward, catching the edge of the veil.
0: Relade struggled loose, tearing off the part of the veil caught in the darter's maw. He should dive, plunge down to the cloud pastures, bury himself in their mists for safety. The darter might not follow him into the mist... It would give up and go off in search of other prey. He looked he l- Sorry.
1: He looked down, hoping against hope the young flock would have fled by now. His torn veil was a raw edge of pain, leaking precious moisture from his ripped tissues.
0: The youngsters grazed, oblivious to everything except their burning hunger, moving closer to the subsiding green upwelling. Oh, come
1: on. Everything has, like, a, f- a fight-or-flight instinct.
0: Yeah, it's kind of weird. All thoughts of danger had been forgotten. Occasionally, they would turn their eyes upwards, wishing for the food-laden adult to return to them. Wow. Little bastards.
1: Ah, to be young again. And not to know, Rilad thought. Watching them from the freezing heights, he returned his thoughts to the present problem. If he dove for safety, the darter would go after the young flock. He watched the creature chewing the torn edge of his ripped veil gradually between his... his... his, his gradually being drawn into its mouth. It swerved abruptly up towards him, evidently wanting more.
0: Higher, then. Is this, a, is this a
1: horror story? I think this is a horror story.
0: Well, it's kind of a...
1: The the darter is just attacking.
0: I mean, it took like one of his wing things. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess, I, don't, I think that was on purpose from Relade to do it as a distraction.
1: No, it wasn't.
0: Oh, he just got a bite out no, of him? No, he
1: was like trying to be like, no, come here, follow me. Here's, let me wag my tail in front of you. And then he caught the tail.
0: Okay. Higher, then. He would go higher. With reckless disregard, Relade lured the darter into another updraft. They were lifted, tossed almost into the icy fringes trailing below the death clouds. Relade felt one of his segments rupture outwards in the reduced pressure. This dude's about to die.
1: Less able to tolerate the changes, the darter switched violently, trying to pull itself together into a ball, hoping to sink, its mouth open and closed, belching out bits of what he had, uh, what it had eaten. Its fierce hunger was replaced by sudden fear.
0: Relate struggled not to look at the mess the darter had disgorged. Fragments of his own veil mixed with chunks of delicate flesh from the devoured young. As he tried to fight free of the updraft, he felt another of his veils rip in the cold wind, sharp agony cleaving almost into one of his main segments.
1: The darter couldn't free itself from the updraft. It was tossed higher, almost into the white clouds overhead. It exploded in a sudden burst, ripped segments uh, whipped further upwards in the wind torn and shredded. Even as Riled watched, the bits of Darter began began to sink down, heavier than the thin atmosphere surrounding them.
0: The young flock saw the rain of drifting particles began to descend. They flitted joyously, racing to to be beneath it when it would reach their level. They never thought to wonder where their unexpected bounty had come from.
1: The darter was gone. The young flock would be safe. But R'led drifted just below the high clouds, fluid licking slowly from his ripped veils and torn segments. He might be able to regain the comfortable regions of his familiar cloud pasture, but he would never, surely never dive lower again, not after such injuries. He would drift awkwardly for the rest of his life, crippled and vulnerable.
0: Turning his eyes downward, R'led surveyed The cloud field spread out beneath him. How could he have spent all his life down there and not realized how beautiful it was? Off in the distance, he could just make out the happy sparkling of yet another flock of young. Bunch of other bottom feeders, come on, to take your hard work and money.
1: How many young has he ever seen? Oh, well, he just passed you. Oh, a bunch, actually. (laughs) The youngsters would no longer gather around him. Their gentle flashes of gratitude and approval would warm... His torn and ragged body no more, for he could never hope to dive again. He had thought he'd gotten used to that idea once before, but he realized now that he would never be able to accept
0: it. Descend from these soaring heights to that bleak and lonely prospect of a useless, shredded life? What for? No, better to let it end now, here, alone.
1: Well, what about all the particles that are on him? Doesn't he want to give that to the other flock?
0: I think he. I think it said he's like letting them rain down on them, like he's oh. already dispersed them.
1: Alone, as an adult, was always alone. In life or in death, only the young could fool themselves into thinking otherwise. Catch up in their flock, caught up in their flocks, dazzling against each other. And yet, they were—they too were alone in the end. When a darter's cruel maw crushed their tender bodies, even the young died alone.
0: Everything dies.
1: Something we all know.
0: Everything many, Okay, dies. there's only
1: one more page left. I don't know about you, but overall, the story's kind
0: of not going very
1: many places.
0: Was the... Oh, yeah, let's... Well, okay, let's get to the last page and talk, then. Was there not, after all, a time for dying? And was not this the time? Without at least the possibility of ecstasy, what was life worth? Relay let himself drift higher, his depleted mass making it all too easy to gain altitude. With sudden decision, he jettisoned the last remaining bit of his moisture. He couldn't sink now, even if he wanted to. Dumbass. Dumbass
1: the raw hunt in his torn segments began to fade its numbness as he floated through trailing crystalline fringes of the death-cold clouds that had always marked the extreme upper boundary of his world far below the ugly greenish eruption in which the darter had hidden was barely visible the youngsters had saved the youngsters he had saved were lost from sight but probably still there they would have forgotten him by now, with the typical short memories of the extremely young. No matter. Their memories, like their shallow and fleeting emotions, would grow long and deep in time.
0: In time. In the time he would never have. Now. But that was as it should be. He had done his part. He had given them a chance. For the first time, he wondered if some other adult had once done as much for him in the time before his private memories began.
1: Relayed caught an updraft. Letting it carry him through the icy mists, glowing with an impossible brilliance, he could hardly feel his frozen body, except for an occasional twinge of pain as the more vulnerable sections shattered outward in the rapid-decreasing pressure around him.
0: Lifted in the rising column of air, he floated at last above the enveloping cloud. For an amazed moment, Relayed stared down at its top, where colors reflected in bright rainbows from the cloud's crystalline dust motes. There was something else above the top of the world where he had thought to find only clouds. Something the pain had lanced...
1: Fighting sorry, the pain.
0: Fighting the pain that lanced through his body as more segments ruptured, he turned his eyes upward, straining to see.
1: Death came, not with the darkness and crushing pressure he'd expected, but with but in a burst of fierce light.
0: Relayed's body flew apart in a shimmer of frozen particles, each one sinking down again toward the cloud pastures below becoming drifting moats of organic dust, gathering moisture as they fell into zones of warming temperatures.
1: The flock of youngsters saw the rich fall of dust and headed joyously towards it. In the distance, another flock approached, also, drawn by the prospect of food grazing. Many combinations would take place when the two flocks merged, and many new adults would begin their lives. Together, the youngsters swooped and gathered, nourishment sparkling with... Uh, enjoyment and vitality
0: for the last time Roled fed the young okay so <sighs> not very hard sci-fi yeah.
1: well are you talking about that's, this is like super fantasy land sci-fi yeah
0: uh, and then
1: like it was all about uh, a dense planet and like the re the possible uh, reality, the possibility of life on that sort of planet and what it might look like, which is always fun. Which is from, cool. Oh, yeah.
0: No, it's very fun. I, I enjoyed this story. I enjoyed...
1: The, I think it's really hard for Pete... Sorry, I cut you off.
0: Yeah, it, it's just... I like that we were focusing on his existential crises of trying to, you know, fighting for the survival of your species and being aware of that and not just doing it mm-hmm. instinctually. I thought that was really cool.
1: So he's, like, pro- approaching... um you know, levels of consciousness that would lead to more complex life.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Sort of what they were, um, possibly what they implying. were getting at. Yeah. I think it's also very hard to write an intricate story about something that's not grounded anywhere. Yeah. So, in that sense, this is cool. This is great. It's a. Com- this is a complete exercise in what your imagination is capable of, which is awesome. Yeah. Um. As far as like writing a story it doesn't really go very many places
0: true it is i mean and it's a short story these are all short stories they are well you
1: can still write a short story that's very compelling i think it
0: was compelling i i mean it is a brief moment in this creature's life and it's the end and we didn't even know him before this but Mm uh I, i mean it was it was as you said the discovery channel but fantasy Science Space Land Discovery Channel, which is awesome.
1: Dude, imagine if they actually made, like, a show, like, a cartoon show about a bunch of creatures. Like, think land before time. <laughs> but in space, at different places, different types of environments. Wouldn't that be awesome? This
0: would make a really cool, like, short animation film. I yeah. Think this, would, cause it's, this would
1: be a beautiful setting for, like, a, a, an animation project or, like, a final... Final
0: um, final thesis project thing? Yeah. Yeah, and, like... They have no words, just have these animals acting. It'd be, you wouldn't need words at all or any narration, just sound effects and animation. It'd be beautiful. <clears throat> It'd be beautiful.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, Somebody who's really good with color needs to do that.
0: Mm, oh, yeah, because they're in this cloudscape with different layers of clouds. And their theme is just
1: rainbow. <laughs> Pretty
0: much. like there's you're, you're going through this kaleidoscope of particles and clouds and layers. It's, oh, man. I, I like this story a lot. This was fun. Not very heavy in the concept area, but that's all right. Not everything in sci-fi has to be. Well, if that's all of our thoughts, do you have any parting thoughts on this?
1: Who named Ricky Martin?
0: <laughs>
1: um, he must have named himself, because who would have named him? And why does he have a name?
0: I, I will put up a tally. They don't
1: seem to like talk to each other very much, because they're very lonely, like tigers or whatever in the wild.
0: I wonder if that's just a thing that a, like a name they give themselves once they achieve individuality, because he doesn't it's interact with other memory. adults very long. I don't know. Like, and there's there's definitely holes in what these creatures are and what they do, but you know, you're pressed for time. You've got a word count. Uh, it would be cool to know more about them, but we won't because this is an old story. So make up whatever you no, want. It was fun. It was fun.
1: And then in the end, the cycle of life and death continues.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you, everybody, for joining us. Uh, this, is a, uh, this is about an average episode length. I'm going to record another one. Hopefully get it out soon after this one, because next weekend we're traveling. Dad,
1: they don't have to know that. We can yes, just
0: they do. do I have to keep them abreast of everything happening in my life.
1: This tell is about- what being
0: YouTuber is all about.
1: You want to tell them about uh, the bowel movement you had earlier today?
0: No, they already knew that from my Twitter. <laughs> uh plugs i got a new episode up on Rod dog readings of uh my info rant series I'm um regular Rod dog episode 11 is up i think 12 will be up s- probably this week uh paprika you got any plugs
1: i just bought overwatch <laughs> that's
0: true we just uh, both of us now on overwatch so you want to play let us know i'm jordan And this is Nerds Eye View. Who do I have with me? I'm Andrew. I'm Tom. And what do we do here, Andrew? Well, we talk about movies. Every week we always talk about something that's new in theaters, as well as tell you what's going on with the box office top ten and what's coming out on DVD and Blu-ray. And then we do a crazy thing called Guess the Ending, which Andrew has a wonderful catchphrase for, but it mainly involves us coming up with crazy stories for all the new movies that are coming out. So if any of that sounds good to you, find us online, nevpodcast.com, or on Twitter, at Nev Podcast or benviewnetwork.com. dot com. What was I supposed to say?